It's the SeltzerCast with your host, Sean Patrick O'Brien. Now's the time to crack open your favourite carbonated beverages and take a sip. Mmm, tasty. It's bubbly, isn't it? Hi, welcome to the SeltzerCast. I'm your host, Sean Patrick O'Brien. Today's guest is Deirdre Crean. Her new EP, New Year's Day, was released on November 20th. And it's incredible. Uh, today we'll be drinking and discussing Polar Cranberry Lime Seltzer. Um, you chose this specifically. Um, why? Like, what, what What? do you like about this? Um, this is my go-to seltzer when I'm home because my mom goes to BJ's and gets like a 100-pack variety pack of Polar Seltzer. And out of the flavors that are in the, like, regular pack, this is the one that I go to. Cool. Just the most. All right, let's crack it yeah. open. I actually have a cup that I have to pour this into. You got it. <laughs> because since it's a variety pack um, in my house, I needed to make sure that no one else drank it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so I I had it in my room instead of the fridge. So I got a cup of ice. <laughs> um. So what is your relationship to seltzer, Deirdre? How often do you drink seltzer? I know you mentioned about like being home, but um, when you're at your like apartment as well, are you like a seltzer drinker also? I'm a I'm like a casual seltzer fan. I would say my sister, who I live with in my apartment. Um, she loves seltzer, so we always have it in the, we always have it in our house or in, uh, in our parents, it's always at our parents' house or it's always at our apartment. Um, so I'll drink it. I don't drink it as much as she does, but I do like it. Um, I have my favorites like this one, um, and, um, Black Cherry Schweppes is my other favorite mm. that you covered with Kevin. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my favorite. They sell it at uh, the comic book store where I used to play D&D before COVID. So I would like go into the comic book store and buy a Black Cherry Schweppes and drink it every single week. Um, but yeah, I love Cranberry Lime Seltzer because I... Uh, have always loved cranberry juice when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I used to order uh, when I was like eight. I would order uh, cranberry juice and ginger ale mixed together whenever I went out to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, I've always been drawn to cranberry flavored things. I almost feel like there's something like festive about it too, which is why I'm glad we're doing this around like the holiday season. Um, cranberry yeah. flavoring for me, I always think of like, um, similar, like what you said is like the cranberry ginger ales that like Schweppes make and stuff. So, and I always feel like, um, I'm not sure if they're seasonal, but I've only had them around <laughs> the holidays. So, um, I, I associate them with the holidays and, um, this flavor I would say is, so like um, when Kiro was on the podcast, we had like a blood orange lemonade seltzer from Polar and that was really good too. But my one of my complaints about that was that it does taste very like summery. So like you have like a uh, like it's a warm weather type of flavor. This I would say is like good for November, December. Like it, it has and I don't know if it's just because it is cranberry, but it, I, I do. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 
the winter seltzer market is, I don't know, there's not a lot of specific, good specific winter seltzers. Like that apple cider seltzer you tried seems terrible. Bad, yeah. Awful, uh, <laughs> awful. <laughs> I'll say that the same brand makes something Christmas related, so that'll be on the pot eventually. All right, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, but the flavor in this, I do you feel like you taste the lime. I keep like going back to that because I'm like, I feel like it is majorly cranberry, but I'm not getting like a lot of the lime, which I'm fine with, but I like the cranberry flavor. I feel like the lime kind of blends in with the spice of the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Like the acidity of the lime is kind of the same thing as you get with the tiny bubbles that polar has so it's not as noticeable i think it blends in yeah i would say that the (laughs) aftertaste has like lime and i would say that like it kind of reminds me of like cherry limeade from sonic so i'm always in support of that because i love cherry limeade (laughs) yeah um so do you prefer seltzer or sparkling water Honestly, I've heard you explain the difference a million times, um, and I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I think so, I like seltzer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Seltzer usually like more bubbles, and then um, it's man-made to have more bubbles, and then like sparkling is something like Topo Chico or like Perrier, where it's naturally made however it's like almost like a flatter taste to it like there's like less bubbles so i guess uh in simplest terms like do you prefer do you prefer like more bubbles or like less bubbles completely just like a flat type of taste i like more bubbles i i my other favorite seltzer is Hal's black cherry mm-hmm. um which uh and i like mcdonald's sprites that tastes like electricity. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Because <laughs> if I'm going to drink... If I'm going to drink a seltzer, I I want bubbles. Mm-hmm. I don't... Because if I'm not going to... If I'm going to drink a sparkling water, I just want... I think I'd rather just have water. Gotcha. I'm okay. not super fancy, but I'm never drinking anything super fancy. <laughs> <laughs> you, um... So, like, a lot of the flavors... Or, like, a lot of the seltzers that you're mentioning have flavors. Are you a fan of just, like, straight-up seltzer as well or no? Or you have to have, like, a flavor in it? Um, I prefer it with a flavor, but I'll drink it without a flavor. Cool. I'll drink polar seltzer without a flavor. Yeah. I don't know how many others I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, on your EP, all the songs were written, sung, recorded, mixed, and mastered by you. Um, like I said, I love it. Uh, can you talk more about the process of recording the EP? Sure. Um, thank you, first of all, for listening. And, uh, I'm so glad you like it. Um, yeah, so, uh, it's, it's New Year's Day. I have a song called New Year's Eve that was written on New Year's Day of 2019 and a song called the New Year's Day song was written on New Year's Day of 2020. So it's like all the songs are written in 2019, basically. And then in 2020, I helped my friend Jacob. I produced, mixed, and mastered his EP. And we did that from January to April. 
of this year and doing that really inspired me. I was like, okay, I want to do mine next. And I was like, oh, look at all these musical friends that I made while helping Jacob with his EP. And then March came and uh, of course we were stuck inside. So I had to like rethink how we were going to do this whole thing. And um, yeah, so it ended up with a lot different sounds than I probably would have had otherwise. It's very more like, there's a lot more fake instruments than I would have felt confident. Like I wouldn't have felt confident trying to do like synthesizers and fake drums and that kind of thing last year. But then just out of necessity, it was like, all right, how are we going to do this? Um, so that was cool. And then it's in September, I went up to um, upstate New York, Saratoga, and I uh, got a little Airbnb that used to be a uh, like a classical music hall. And I recorded all my vocals there. And the funny thing about that is Saratoga is supposed to have like magic water, which is why they have the Saratoga sparkling water. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to have healing properties, but it just smells really bad. So I think it's kind of like when people say that if a seagull poops on you, it's good luck. They kind of just, I don't know, maybe it has nutrients and stuff, but I feel like they just said that so that people would feel better about their water smelling bad. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. I guess that's off track, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of the process. That's kind well, of how it went. Let me ask, because um, we, like, I, I knew that you went to this Airbnb, but I never got to ask you, like, more about it. So what, like, so it was like an old classical music hall. Like, what did it look like? It was, it looked like a barn kind of from the outside mm-hmm. basically. And so I didn't really know what to expect. It wasn't like, it was like a community arts center. Basically it wasn't like it didn't have chair. Um, it wasn't like it had velvet seats or a big stage or anything, but it had a big room that was super echoey and had a grand piano in it and a little balcony uh, up top um, and a bunch of like folding chairs stacked in the corner. And then in the back was the green room and a kitchen where they had a pull-out couch. So it was like a big room and then just this tiny little area in the back. And there was like turkeys and deer and chipmunks running around, which was super cute. (laughs) I hope that you included them on the album in some way. (laughs) (laughs) You sampled all the album voices. (laughs) Gotta give them a special thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds really cool. So is the place like used for events like otherwise? Is that it used to be. So it was like a family that owns a uh, family that owns this property and it's like in literally in the middle of the woods and there's like three houses on the property and the family lives like the mom lives in one house, the brother lives in the other house, and then the concert hall. They had like open mics. Actually my coworker it was really funny because since I live in Brooklyn and on Long Island, um, it was like this five-hour getaway for me. But I texted my coworker, and he is from Albany. Hi, Tanner, if you're listening. And he was like, oh, I used to go to an open mic there every single week uh, when, when I was in high school. And we're like, what? Um, what a crazy coincidence. 
Um, but I think now they're doing it more as an artist retreat type thing because people really like it. Yeah. Um, and it was a really cool spot for that. That's so cool. Uh, That's I love yeah. hearing about like artists that are able to continue to like flourish during these times. And it's like so cool that you were able to like go up there and record that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. Um, so, uh, as you know, I, I think that you listen to this podcast, uh, the big debate, um, if you're in a restaurant, they have seltzer on tap, uh, what do you expect to pay for it? Should it be free? Um, I think it should be free because it's just like, if you're, if you're just pressing the button, like it's the same as water. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that hasn't been talked about on this podcast is um when there was like a drought i and you maybe you heard about this but when there was a drought like restaurants stopped putting water on the table and you had to ask for it or then it wasn't free i didn't know that i probably should i just thought of this right now i probably <laughs> should have researched it before i brought it up but maybe if there's a drought i'll pay for seltzer okay it's, <laughs> no, I would too. Yeah, if if it's like <laughs> dire needs, I'll uh, I'll pay for it. Not that I got like uh, I'll say this too is that not that I like if they charge me say even like five dollars for a seltzer at a restaurant, I'm not gonna walk out and like dine and dash. I want to make that clear. I'm just kind of against it. That's all. That's all. Um, right. Yeah. Just morally. Exactly. It's the Seltzer Cast with your host, Sean Patrick O'Brien. Folks, let me ask you, do you love movies? Do you spend your days thinking about how much you just love to watch movies? The good ones, even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies as well. So much so that they dedicate every waking moment of their life to bring you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts advocating for the immediate production of a third national treasure, to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms to all those in support of making Judy Greer America's lead. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all of their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. Pretty nice if you ask me. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies. And now, listeners, I have a treat for you. Anyone listening to this podcast can take 10% off of their next order with code SUPERFRIEND at checkout. The code is SUPERFRIEND in all caps and no spaces at superyaki.com. That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I.com. Superyaki.com. Back to your album a little bit. Um, if you had to create a seltzer or say just like a polar seltzer in promotion for your EP, uh, what flavors would be in it and why? Um, okay. I feel like I should have been prepared for this question. Um, maybe. So since it's like, okay, my first thought is like tears because it's like a sad album. <laughs> but that wouldn't taste good. <laughs> Carbonated tears. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, 
then my second thought is like New Year's. So like, I don't like champagne flavored things, but maybe something close to that, like maybe like a sparkling apple cider seltzer, but that also sounds disgusting. I don't know. I think maybe... there's a way to do. So like when I reviewed the apple cider seltzer, I'll say that like, it was just like a shitty 99 cents store brand seltzer. I think if Polar did like an actual apple cider seltzer, yeah. I think it would be pretty good. Like, I don't think that like maybe you would have like the artificialness of like green apple that you get from like a Laffy Taffy or something. Like, that's just nasty. Right. Um, yeah. So I think that depending on the brand, it could be good, you know? Yeah. Like an apple cider vanilla, I think. I feel like that's very new year's and kind of fits yeah that also sounds like a well done polar vanilla very good as well <laughs> yeah um, for sure so do you like the packaging of polar or are you a fan of like the logo and everything i okay i was thinking about this today i like it but i think that it's going to look very outdated in a couple years like this specific logo with the font and the polar bear. Well, this is like basically Times New Roman, right? Um, or I guess a serif. I'll say they're one of my complaints about, um, I guess literally just graphic design completely, um, is when things use too many fonts. Yeah, and this has three. Yeah. There's a lot. That's on the front. Yeah. I think so. it's charming. Um, it reminds me of like, and I don't know why it reminds me of this, but it reminds, it has like the same energy as like, oh my God, I just burped. I'm sorry. It's okay. I've been doing it as well. <laughs> it has the same energy of like a family owned Long Island pizza place. Yeah. Good. Like I could see <laughs> someone with a green plastic tray and with like the red and white square paper on the mm. tray like carrying it with this a can of self this seltzer on mm -hmm, there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like the packaging it doesn't appeal to like it's not very hipstery like LaCroix no. or fancy like Perrier it's just like an everyman seltzer yeah and I think that's good but yeah i think in a couple years it would if you look back it's gonna be like what what is this it's gonna be like the equivalent of the you know the 90s like cups with yeah, the yeah, yeah. and the purple and the blue mm -hmm. i would argue that the polar the bottles you know like the plastic bottles have a design mm -hmm. that Although they are very similar, I feel like they have a design that is a little bit more subtle. And maybe the reason being and why it looks less outdated is because you have like the plastic um, seal around it rather than like the metallic of like the can. Like I feel like the metallic of the can possibly might be the reason why it's like looks a little bit like a lot because it's like shiny. Like when you look at a seltzer can, it's like shiny, you know? Yeah, I think you're right about that. And the the bottles, they're like, they're shaped like a, they're not shaped like a soda bottle. They like taper at the top. Yeah. And I feel like it is a detail that 
is just like makes it think like they thought about it for more than five minutes mm-hmm. whether yeah i don't know yeah I um, agree. it looks better on the bottom i agree okay so um similar question from before but if you were in charge of the cranberry lime flavor and you had to put this as product placement in a music video, what artists do you associate this taste with? Oh, okay. It um, could be multiple okay. people as well. So, okay. For cranberry lime flavor, maybe like. Someone, okay, here are my thoughts. <laughs> Cranberry <laughs> lime, it, like we were talking about, it's festive, but it's seltzer. So maybe like a Southern Hemisphere artist uh, who has making a Christmas album that is, or maybe someone in the South who's making a Christmas album that is like not, that's coming out in a summery Christmas. But I don't think... I that's just me like world building. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess I don't know. It would be like a summer, a Christmas on the beach type of song. Okay. I guess. No, I get. I totally get the feel you're going for. Like it would be like with. And I'll say, I'll say this is that, um, so, uh, you're from Long Island as well. And I feel like, um, even though Long Island is freezing in the winter and New York can just be completely cold in the winter, uh, Long Islanders seem to love the concept of Santa Claus having like a beach party. Um, I'll oh say my god! Yes. <laughs> so, um, even though we don't like, no one is going to the beach in the winter or anything here. Um, I'll give the example of uh, me and your friend who I met you through. Uh, my girlfriend, host of Zillennial Canon, lots of titles there. Uh, <laughs> Kira Coffer. Over the weekend, we went to a um, holiday light show. Uh, which I said to Kira, I was like, they have to have these in other states, right? I'm assuming that they do. Like the drive-through lights. I, I've never met anybody out of state that talks about it, but I'm assuming they're all over and it's not just a Long Island thing. But essentially you get in your car and you drive through a bunch of Christmas lights. And one of the sections at at the place that we went to was like a Santa Claus beach party. And I feel like that is a theme that's reoccurring over the cross love like every holiday light show and um yeah and it was very um i'll say that like the the reindeers were uh very uh promiscuous and wearing like (laughs) bikinis and like uh another reindeer was like checking the other reindeer out and i was like who is this for but uh i bring that up because i i know that you a fellow long islander knows that type of like um yeah vibe that comes from yeah that beach aesthetic that's like all across long island because long island is clearly very proud of their beaches even if they're not open during the winter you know and they they have to let everybody know that we have a beach on long island 
So yes, that's what we're good for. They do celebrate Surf and Santa in Australia. I've True. heard. So maybe it would be an Australian artist then. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> or a Long Island artist. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe you have to make like a beach themed Christmas album or something. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Um, Maybe so, if we're in lockdown for another year. I'll yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll collaborate with that on you. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, like I just said fifty times, you're also from Long Island. I'm from Long Island. Uh, what's your What's your bagel store order? Um, I like um, an everything bagel with vegetable cream cheese. Um, in New York City, I'll have it toasted if I'm not on Long Island. I won't have it toasted. Why? Why is that? I don't. I sound like the worst saying this, but I just, just I think I'm not saying that Long Island bagels are better than New York bagels, but I'm saying that they're different, and the difference in texture. I like it toasted from the bagel place that's right by my apartment, and out here, I don't think that you need to toast a like super fresh bagel Mm -hmm. i get that i understand that sentiment is it but well is it because like um you think the bagels out here are like crunchy and just like perfect or is it just that you like you're you're getting too much of like bread in a new york city bagel because that's what i always think is that like new york city bagels are like massive they're big and they're a little bit chewier Okay. When they're raw. So you're a I crunchy think. you're a crunchy bagel person then. Yeah, I guess I like when it's crunchy on the outside and really fluffy on the inside. Cool. Yeah, agreed. So do yeah. you get um like a like what do you what do you drink alongside the bagel order? It definitely depends. Normally I'll just get a nice coffee. If it's like a Saturday morning I'll get a little cart carton of orange juice. My sister Anne and her girlfriend Liz and I will like walk to the bagel store at like 10 30 a.m on a Saturday and get bagels and iced coffees and little cartons of orange juice mm-hmm. that's yeah cool okay. yeah um so something about that's... drinking it out of the What's drinking that? it out of the card drinking the orange juice right out of the cardboard just, oh hell yeah it's different <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's rate the bubbliness and then rate the overall seltzer. So, uh, out of 10, how many bubbles, like, uh, bubble strength that you have in it? And then overall, how much do you like it? Okay. I think that it has a lot of really tiny bubbles. Mm-hmm. So I think now it's like flatter than what it was, which I guess makes sense. I guess a 6.5 on bubbles. Okay. And a a 9.5 on flavor or 9 on flavor. Awesome. Cool. One of my favorites. I'm going to yeah. say a 7.5 on bubbles just because I was like burping a lot during this and it was like crazy strong. And I'm going to say a... Oh, I do really like this. Let's say a seven on flavor because I like this and I'd probably have it again. I'd probably continue yeah. to buy this. Good it's a good winter seltzer, like I said. So Yeah. Um, 
So what is next for you, Deirdre? Do you have anything lined up? I am. I'm. If anybody wants, I'm. So I'm going to be working on a pro a project with my sister's music in the new year. Cool. Um. Yeah, where I'll be probably producing and helping her record some of her stuff. Um, but I'm kind of like taking a little bit of a break right now and reassessing. So if anybody wants to work on any art of any kind together, let me know. Kira I know and I are you, you possibly making a music video. <laughs> but yeah. It's like you just finally put an album out and I'm like, what's next? I know. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, um, but yeah. It's great. No, it's so, it's so good. That's why I'm like, I'm excited to see what you do next. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. So, um, <laughs> where can people listen to your EP? Literally everywhere, I know, but <laughs> yeah, Lit yeah, anywhere that you can find music, it's there. Um, it's my name, which is spelled D E I R D R E C R E A N. Have to burp. Excuse me. <laughs> and uh, the EP is called New Year's Day, and um, you can. Follow me on Instagram at Deirdre Crean, my name, or you can follow me on Twitter for updates, and that's Deirdre's Music. Cool. So, yeah. Right. So you'll be able to get your Deirdre news. Okay. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, this was great. <laughs> Thank you for introducing me to Cranberry Lime because I have never tried this before until you told me. Oh, to really? Try it, so, cool. yeah. Great. It was, uh, I had it, I, d I was going to wait until the podcast to try it for the first time but i we got like mexican food the other day and i was like okay i'm just gonna try it and i really i was like i love <laughs> this so um but i could definitely see myself like getting it again so thanks for introducing it to me you're welcome thank you for having me all right thanks deirdre this has been the seltzer cast hosted and produced by sean patrick o'brien be sure to join us next week my bubbly friends farewell for now Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music, Tim Wells for the voiceover, and Kira Koffer for the art. Thank you to Superyaki for sponsoring the SeltzerCast. Be sure to follow our Twitter, at SeltzerCast, and our Instagram, which is Seltzer.Cast. See you next week.